Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor. I am your host, Victor Didaj. I hope you are having an amazing day so far. Today, we have an incredible guest. He is the co-founder and CEO of a remote first company called Time Doctor that grew to eight figures with people in 43 different countries and no office. And before Time Doctor, he moved from Australia to the Philippines to build a successful digital advertising agency with over 20 employees. Initially, all of his team members were working out of the same office, but he decided to get rid of the office, cut costs, and be able to hire and work remotely from any region rather than just one. And having a fully remote team required him to build software to improve efficiency and transparency. He initially built the software for his own internal use, but then decided to sell it as an SAAS service, which eventually grew to a successful business. So let's welcome Rob Rawson. How are you doing today, Rob? I'm doing amazing. Thank you. Uh, it's great to have you here. So, Rob, uh, I'd like to get started by asking you, you know, tell us your story. Tell us, how did you get started in becoming an entrepreneur? I'm actually originally a medical doctor. Oh, wow. So that's a crazy background that I, I started in medicine and I actually did a whole lot of different things in, in entrepreneurship. I, I started an advertising agency even while I was in medical school. So I was very entrepreneurial and trying lots of different things. But what I found was that in my personality, I'm a bit more introverted. So I found it hard to get out there and sell. And a lot of the things that I tried to do, I, I struggled with actually selling to customers one-on-one. And because of that, I gravitated to internet businesses because you could just sit there in the background kind of like this mm-hmm. geek and, and just make things happen. And at one point, I actually started a business. In, out of, I was still a medical doctor, but I was working from my parents' bedroom. I hadn't left home yet um, in, in my parents' house. And I actually was doing a business in affiliate marketing. So I was sort of selling all types of different stuff, whether it was uh, like satellite TV, you know, I'm, I'm from Australia as well, right? So I'm in, in Sydney, Australia. And uh, we, we were selling satellite TVs uh, from Sydney, Australia. We don't have, we don't have that. We don't have Dish Network and Direct TV. But I found out all about the affiliate marketing and the, the AdSense. And I, I was selling that and, and making money doing that, uh, which was fantastic. Um, but at one point I had a, a friend of mine came into my room and there's this like stack of checks because in those days, everything was checks. I think it's still nowadays affiliate programs, they pay by check and it's, and I'd have a lot of trouble in Australia because I couldn't, I didn't have a U.S. bank account and I had to try and deposit all of these checks that I was receiving from the U.S., try to figure all of that stuff out. And a friend came to my bedrooms, this chat, this uh, stack of checks there, like, you know, a thousand dollars, $500, you know, some of them even more like, you know, $5,000. And he was like, what is this? What are you going to pack a pile of checks there? So yeah, it was, a, it was a bit of a crazy story how I started. Uh, that's pretty awesome. So uh, basically you're originally a medical doctor. Uh, in yeah. fact, when you said when you were in med school, you started an advertising agency. Uh, so you were even showing signs of entrepreneurship back then. And you also mentioned that you were introverted. You had trouble selling 
because you know you know you're kind of shy so that's why you were attracted to the internet um and before i continue on so what made you decide to leave the medical field to uh become an entrepreneur obviously you, you had the side to you was it that you felt it was more you or you got started in the medical field what made you decide to focus more on entrepreneurship I had this desire to succeed in business and I've just read a whole lot of stuff, you know, all of these autobiographies and these people that are successful. And, and initially it was, uh, there was some money focus there, but it was also just this desire to succeed and, and, and do something substantial in business, whether it was medical business or not, it ended up not being a medical business, but uh, I, I, it wasn't really that I hated medicine or anything like that. I, I think medicine is great just that I ended up doing that. And, and then I, another thing was that I wanted to travel the world, right? So I wanted to actually just go around the world, work from anywhere. And, and that was a bit hard as a doctor is not something you could really do. So um, that's why I ended up changing. And, and it's hard to, as a doctor, you can't really focus your entire, you have to focus your entire energy. You can't sort of get distracted because you have to be the best doctor you can be. So I, I felt like I, I couldn't just make it my entire mission to do that. No, that, that makes sense. It's uh, it's not easy being a doctor. You have to be totally focused on what you're doing, whatever your specialty is. And it, and it requires a lot of time and energy. So doctors spend a lot of hours in their med school, in their residency, and in, 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 in their practice. So it is a lot of work. And like you said, it's really hard to travel the world when you're working as a doctor. Now, if you can be mm. succeed in business, you can become a successful entrepreneur. Eventually, you can get to that point where you can travel if you get that success. So I can see why you moved to that. And um, yeah, it gives you, you have a lot more flexibility. You're, it, it, you can eventually get that time for, you know, whereas with the doctor, you, you know, number one, uh, you're often in a lot of debt. Med school is very, very expensive. So it is a lot of debt involved and you're doing your residency. You're not making that much money. You really don't start making some money until you finish residency, but then you're, you're still paying off bills. So it could take a while before you can actually get the lifestyle that you want. Whereas yeah. when you start in the entrepreneur uh, style of uh, doing things, you can, you can definitely make it earlier. And, but yeah. you know, for, the, for our audience to understand, being an entrepreneur, it still takes a lot of time, effort, work. It's not a lot of people, I think sometimes, they think they become an entrepreneur and they're just, you know, watching TV all the time or they're sitting at the pool. It's not like that at the beginning. In the beginning, you have to put in a line of time and effort. And I'm sure, you know, as we go on for an interview, you can share some of your struggles and all the hard work you put in. That's, yeah. you know, a lot, and that's sitting by the pool happens later on after you've had that success. Yeah. But, but you, I mean, you definitely paid your dues. And you say you did affiliate marketing business. Uh, you're selling satellite TVs and you learned about AdSense. Um, yeah. And that's the thing. There, there's so many different things you can try when you're an entrepreneur. There's not just one way of doing things. And I'm sure you learned yeah. a lot from it. You learn how to sell things. You learn about checks. And um, you, yeah. you had that issue with dealing with the U.S. banks because you were from Australia originally. Yeah. And um, yeah. But what you had, you had this desire to succeed. And you know, read all these books of successful people. And that reading those books can't be... Uh, very inspirational because saying, wow, these people can do it. I can do it. So, and, and you can learn from them, you know, because it, it success leaves mm. clues. You, 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 I'm sure you learned from some of the things you did. And I'm sure you probably incorporated that into what you were doing as an entrepreneur. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm reading right now, Arnold Schwarzenegger autobiography. It's, it's incredible. Like he's someone who's had success in three different fields and to, to have to learn from someone like that is, is just, a privilege 
No, absolutely. So that, that, that's great. And I recommend other people do what you're doing. Read autobiographies of successful people. They can definitely inspire you. So tell us about your first company, which was Time Doctor, um, you know, because apparently you, you were able to grow it to eight figures and in, in went into 43 different countries. And what I like is there was no office involved. So share the story yeah. about Time Doctor, please. Yeah, so it actually started because I ended up going to the Philippines for the affiliate and for the AdSense kind of business. And I had a big team now, I had a, over 20 people in the Philippines. And, and I went there because it's a lower cost labor base and, and they're a really great team. So I had an office, but I kind of got sick of going into the office. Plus, it's really expensive setting everything up. And I thought, well, why don't I just get everyone to work from home and, and have get rid of the office and that was really interesting. At that point, I decided to create the software for my own purposes to know what was the time that everyone was working, to have some confidence about the activities that they were doing. And so that was how it started initially. And then we kind of got these other customers that were similar needs. They might have an offshore team and, um, and it expanded from there. Uh, and, and then... It, like I said, everyone went remote and, and then we've really gone full on into the remote thing. So we actually have a conference called Running Remote as well on how to run a remote business. And, and we have a book coming out this year, which is called Running Remote. And it's, it's all about the most effective practices in, in remote work. And so just through the years, and we ended up having more and more countries of the employees in a, and the, the team members in our business. We would have over 31 countries, which is just ridiculous. It's just crazy, right? That people had, that when you're hiring somebody remote, it kind of doesn't matter in a way where they're from. It just matters. Can they do the job effectively? Are they the right person for the job? No, that, that is true. It, it's uh, you, you have a lot more to choose from when you're you know, doing remote work. And like you said, it saves a lot of money. Office space is very expensive. I'm located here in New York City. And I can tell you in mm -hmm. midtown Manhattan, New York City is some of the most expensive office space in the entire world. So first COVID mm -hmm. has changed a little bit. It's come down a little bit in price, but it's still pretty expensive. So if you can get a remote space where you're just hiring people remotely, it's just pretty much working from their home. You can save so much money. It's uh, it's incredible. In some of these big cities, uh, office space is is really at a premium. So that is a great way for companies to save money. And you mentioned the, the running remote and you have a running remote book coming out. So uh, uh, when do you think that book will be coming out? You know, later on this it's, year? Yeah, it's later this year in August. Oh, okay, awesome. So so be on the lookout for that audience. And um, yeah, so and, and, if, and after that, um, you, it says, uh, you moved from Australia to the Philippines and you built another agency with uh, an advertising agency with over 20 employees. Now, uh, so I have a couple questions here. Um, number one, you know, you get rid of all of that and you, you did the software. So you got it to be very successful using the software. And, um, what do you think, what do you think it, is the reason why over the years you've become so successful. You come up with these great ideas. Was it a shift in your mindset? Was it thinking creatively? Was it the kind of action you took? What do you think are some of the main reasons you were able to become successful in your business? 
trying lots of things in the beginning really helped because I, just having that entrepreneurial drive where I just try lots of things, but I did it in more of a small way in the beginning and then see how it goes. But I think the fundamental core is having the desire, having this really strong desire, having a goal. And, and I have these list of goals that I've written out and I've had them for many years. Some of them before seemed incredibly ambitious. Like I have a goal to help 10,000 children get out of poverty through the work that I do. And it seems like, oh, that's just crazy. How can you do a goal like that? But I think after a while, now it seems very achievable because I know exactly how to do it through the money that I donate and through um, the charity work that I'm involved with. So I set these goals and I set very ambitious goals for money-wise, for business. And that in the back of my mind just gets things percolating and thinking and, and so on. And that desire uh, combined with just trying lots of things and never stopping. I, these, these are the fundamentals. I, I think a lot of people in your audience will know that, but that's really the most important key fundamentals is are, are those things. And then there's, there's a lot of other little keys that I learned along the way as well. Okay, very good. So you tried a lot of different things and uh, in the beginning it was done in a small way. But the one thing is you never gave up. And I think a lot of times when people get started, they can get very frustrated. Things don't work out. And I know a mm. lot of people, and I'm sure you do, who like try something for a while. They're not having the results that they want and they just give up. But it seems like you did a lot of tweaking. You made some adjustments. You tried a lot of different things. You say, okay, this doesn't work. Let me try this or let me try that. And eventually yeah. you found things that work that were successful. And then you built upon that, which I like. So yeah. number one, um, this is a journey, people. It, uh, success is not built in a day. It's built daily. So you can see from Rob's example, um, he did that. He worked on it daily. He made some changes. He does. He tried a lot of different things because you may need to do that. You make adjustments. It's like, a plane goes from New York City to Los Angeles. It makes adjustments along the way. It doesn't go in a straight line. And your journey to success will not be in a straight line. And I'm sure mm. that has been your journey, Rob, right? It's not a straight line. Yeah. You've went all over the place and then eventually you hit where you wanted to go. Yeah, totally. And I, and I do give up on some projects, right? Uh, I ended up really continuing with Time Doctor because it's the thing that has been most successful and it's, it's really hit product market fit that people like it and so on. I tried a bunch of stuff. I tried some something that was like almost a competitor to WhatsApp. Uh, it was It's called peppermint.com. So I actually still have that domain name, peppermint.com. And, and I was trying to build this. It, it, it was a great concept. I think it still is a good concept, but it was way too difficult and I spent heaps of money on it and uh, it didn't really go anywhere at all. And I've had a lot of other stories like that as well, where I've tried smaller businesses or even even big efforts that I tried for a while and I did give up. In some cases, I just I kept going. So I just have to make that that judgment call. But overall, your your entrepreneurial energy moves forward and um, and, and just keeps going. And that's what means makes you successful in the end. Oh, I totally agree about that. And and every successful entrepreneur will share will have a similar sort to what you had. They try certain things, they give out certain things that weren't working out. They they try something else that worked out. And you know what? Everyone's has certain failures, but did not stop them from continuing on their journey from that desire, the mm -hmm. big goals that you have. They they continue working on and they achieve their dreams. And I like the fact that you mentioned you had these desires and your goals, and they were very ambitious, and you wrote them down and you reviewed them. So that's something very important. 
you should write down your goals and your dreams and review them on a daily basis. I recommend in the morning and in the evening right before you go to bed because it seeps into your subconscious mind. And they've done studies. The more you write down your things, you write down your goals, you review them, the more likely you are to achieve them. If you just you know talk about a goal, but you don't write them down, you're less likely to achieve them. And you have one of your ambitious goals was to help 10,000 children get out of poverty. And you know you, you work with various charities and because of your success, you're able to get closer to that goal. So you have ambitious goals. And that's one thing I, I like, you think big. A lot of times, a lot of people to achieve their goals, but they're thinking very small. So they're not really achieving the lifestyle that they really want. But thinking big requires the same amount of energy as thinking small, so you may as well think big. And when you're able to think big, your subconscious mind is able to come up with a lot more great ideas for you to achieve them. So uh, I, I love that idea, you know, having the ambitious goals and thinking big and just never stopping. Now, one of the things you uh, are able to do is that you have your remote teams operate on autonomy. So how are you able to get, you know, how are you able to give more freedom to your remote teams so they're able to work uh, autonomously and yet be productive, get the results you want out of them? We have something called quarterly goals or rocks where we actually set the big picture goal for the quarter. So that's very helpful because we, we, there's all sorts of things that they could be doing, but we get them focused on the most important thing for the quarter and we monitor and uh, look at how they're going towards those goals every quarter. So that really helps. Uh, our, our software, we do use it, but it's, it's also in combination. Like our software is more for the time tracking aspect, but which is helpful, but it's, it's really the overall setting those goals for employees, you're following up with them. And if you find someone who's really self-motivated, they will create great results. Just be, I think it's like almost like an inherent motivation. You know, if you find someone who's self-motivated and, and you get them excited about the goal and the mission of the company and you don't demotivate them with things like other people on their team who are not doing anything or uh, other things that could demotivate them like a bad boss etc so if you find those motivated people and keep them motivated they'll just achieve good results by themselves because it's just who they are right they are people who are motivated people so i almost feel like that's the most important aspect is you find someone great and motivated and and then you just set them on their journey um but but that that tracking and and kind of um keeping track of what they're doing is, is, is somewhat important as well um, as part of that. Got it, yeah. So basically you get them to focus on the most important goals and you try to find great people who are good for the job, but uh, you're not hounding them. You're not micromanaging them. And I, I think in any business, whether they're remotely working or actually working for you in an office, I think you get them more autonomy and you make them, you show them that you trust them, they get the job done, that you're, you're, you, you leave them alone unless something goes wrong. Um, they tend to be more productive. And I think, um, I think if you show more appreciation to them, you know, when they do something good, I think that really helps. So it sounds like that is things you guys are doing there. And uh, I like you mentioned the fact you try to make them self-motivate and get them excited about the goals in the mission field. I think it sounds like you guys are trying to make sure they feel like they're part of the team, that you guys are all in it together. And when they feel that mm -hmm. there's something in it for them, if the company succeeds, they succeed and everyone wins, they're a lot more excited. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. We've, we're giving out options to everyone in the company that's to make them feel more aligned. 
And we've also, as the companies become more successful, we've had more benefits. In the beginning, we didn't have really time off or anything like that because we, everyone was hired as contractors. And now we're giving more people time off and all these other benefits. And, you know, it's a great job for them. You know, they are receiving the benefits personally, but they also feel the mission. So we have this mission statement and vision that we have and, and we're constantly going on about that and I'm, and I'm actually need to do it more i need to reinforce it because the vision and the and the values is something that you've got to reinforce over and over and over again uh which i need to do more of but it's it's something that i'm, I'm trying to do as much as possible so has it been your experience by doing all these things, having the remote office, having the quarterly goals, giving these people a lot of autonomy, they can feel they're a part of the same mission, the same goals you guys are, that you guys are all part of the same team. Do you find because of all that, that your, your, your employees that are working remotely are much more productive than when you had the employees, you know, years ago working in the office? Yeah, I think that remote work can be very productive. So the only real major disadvantage of remote work is the fact that we are kind of made to be in person from a personal kind of connection mm-hmm. point of view. So I think that ultimately you'd want to meet up at sometimes to, to have that personal connection. But in terms of actual productivity, you can get almost everything done just as well remotely. Uh, so that personal connection it also leads to greater results remotely. Like if you can meet two to three times a year, that would be the ideal amount. Unfortunately for our team, because we're so global, it's quite difficult to meet because just even the visas and the travel are very expensive, very difficult for people to do it. But we would like to meet more. Um, and so we've probably gone on the side of like absolutely crazy remote style. If you have a remote business and everyone's in the US and they're all working remotely there, it's, it's kind of easy just to, mm-hmm. to meet up twice a year. And that's, that mm-hmm. to me is perfect, like perfect situation. No, absolutely. You're right. If you're, they're all in the same country. You can do a couple of events a year in, in the country. But if you have people in Asia, people in Africa, people in Europe, people in South America, it's, yeah. it is a lot more difficult to get them together. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I agree. So that, that definitely sounds good. You know, I mean, you, you got to do your best. I mean, good thing we have stuff like Zoom and, you know, Skype and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the next best thing. So still they're able to keep in touch. You can have these kind of Zoomings, getting a lot of groups together which is definitely yeah. uh, helpful. So for, you know, I'd like to ask you questions about personal development and mindset. Uh, have, would you say those have been an important part of your journey to success? How important that would you say uh, personal development mindset has been for you? Um, bit of a personal development junkie. So I've done a lot of it. I don't do so much right now, but I've done, a heap of uh, personal development courses and books and and so on so i've done like anthony robbins and i i think you've probably heard of landmark education and uh various other things as well so they've been extremely helpful like i i think in my marriage i'm not sure that i would have succeeded without that and and i think the same for my business i think i wouldn't have succeeded to the same degree it's actually what got me excited and even seeing the possibility of being successful in business in the first place was going to a study skills seminar. The first thing that kind of triggered in my mind is when I was, I think, 
15 or something like that or 16. And I went to a study skills seminar and, and a line really stood out to me. He said, you know, you can achieve anything you want if you really set your mind to it. And nobody had ever said that to me before. And as soon as they said that, I was like, yeah, really? Can I, can I really do anything? Well, if I was going to do anything, what would I do? And I'm like, yeah, I do. I want to do this and I want to travel the world and I want to have a really successful business making millions of dollars and I want to do this. And yeah, at that, as soon as it triggered, it was like, I'm going to do that. And, and I was so excited about it too. But actually from the moment when I was excited and trying to achieve that, uh, and also going to the Anthony Robbins and, and, and kind of getting excited from Anthony Robbins as well. Uh, it took me quite a long time before I actually succeeded. Like I would, as a you know 20 year old, I would be like so determined and setting all of these goals, but I, I actually achieved nothing, like really very little. And I think that the reason for that is because there's like, there's this, kind of dream goal where it's like you sometimes especially young people but it can be older people as well they have these dreams like oh i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that but it really isn't realistic at all and for me the older i got and the more experience i got is like well i set that goal and then i achieved very very little right and the next year you, you've got a choice you can either give up and say well i'm not going to set any goals now because it's too hard to achieve them which I didn't do. I kept setting the goal again. I said, well, I'm still setting the goal. And then I achieved a little more. It still didn't get very far, but it was a little more than the previous year. Eventually, I actually got this, the connection of the reality in my head. And, and it's, it's like, well, actually, if I'm going to set this goal to be a millionaire, whatever the goal is, I need to actually really take a lot of action to, to get there. And so my mind realizes that. And and it does make me a little scared now. Sometimes if I'm setting a big goal, I'm like, oh, hang on a sec. Do I really want to do everything that it takes to, to achieve that? Um, but there's that connection now with reality of setting the goal and making it a reality. And uh, you bring up some good points. There. Number one, yeah, I'm a big Sony Robbins fan. I, Vince Zavansky is one of the most amazing people out there. And I mean, you go to one of his seminars, you've come out a very different person. And, and he really helps you see... Uh, make you believe that a lot of things that you thought were not possible are definitely possible. And Landmark mm -hmm. has very helped out a lot of people. And I like the fact that you, number one, as a personal development junkie, it not only helped in your business, but you said it helped in your marriage. And I know a lot of other people, a lot of other entrepreneurs who, because of their personal development, their mindset shift, it's helped them become a better husband, a better wife, a better spouse, and, and it's helped in their marriage too. So, so realize that if you work in your personal health, it can help you in many different areas, not just business. So um, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. So people in the audience who are listening, keep that in mind. It can help you in a lot of different areas. And you, mm -hmm. you, you have this study skill seminar and you, you made you realize you can achieve what you want. You start thinking about big goals. And you realize your first sign, your first year, yeah, you, you made a little, you know, you cheer something up, but it was a long way off. But the next you start doing a little bit more and then a little bit more, but you came to realize is, there's a lot of work and action you need to take. So you need to think about that. Yeah, you want to say, I want to make a million dollars, but then you got to say, what are the actions I need to take to become a million dollars? Like um, affiliate marketing, you know, you have to sell a number, a whole bunch of products to make a million dollars, for example. Or if you're in network marketing, if you talk to two people a month, you will never become a millionaire. You have to talk to a lot more people, for example. So it, whatever you're doing, you know, if you're selling products, you're talking to people, whatever the business is, you realize how many you have to say, what do I need to do? How many people do I need to contact? How many items do I need to sell? 
And then you have to realize, okay, so this is what I need to make $10,000. This is what I need to make 50. This is what I need to make 100,000. So, and I'm glad you point that, pointed out to the people because if you have a big goal, you also have to uh, take into account what are the actions I need to take? And am I willing to do it? And the truth is for some people, some people are in love with the idea of success, but they're not willing to take the action. You were willing to take the action, which is why one of the reasons why you were able to achieve that success. So there's a big difference between wanting success and really desire. You talked about desires and goals and dreams. You desired that. You had that desire for many years. And that was one of the reasons why you did not quit. You kept working on it and you achieved your goal. You had that desire. You really wanted that success and you wanted that time frame. You wanted to be able to travel the world. So, you know, I'm glad you brought up that point. It's very powerful. And one last question I'd like to ask you is people in our audience, they might, they're listening, they're saying, you know what, I'm thinking of becoming an entrepreneur. So whatever field they want to get into, what are some of the tips you, you would give to these people who are thinking about becoming an entrepreneur? What are the things you recommend they start doing? And what are maybe some of the things you should say they should avoid doing? Because, you know, when you get started, you make some mistakes. So what are some of the mistakes they should avoid doing as well? I think a big mistake that people make is doing a lot of preparation work or other peripheral work on your business. For example, you set up the business structure, you think about the plan, you you think about everything and you kind of plan or you build the product out. So all of this stuff is not actually selling the product. So usually for most businesses, and I'm not saying it's for all, but for most businesses, you want to sell first and figure out everything else later. And that will lead you to a much faster result because what happens is you'll figure out, well, actually this thing that I initially thought, nobody wants to buy it, but there's something else that, that maybe they do want to buy. And, and if you spend all the time doing other stuff that's not actually selling, you go completely down the wrong track and, uh, and you don't get anything done. Uh, there's, a, there's actually some interesting work on that, which is the lean startup approach. And that's particularly for tech startups where, where you have to actually investigate the, the customer. What do they need? What's, their, you know, what's going to actually achieve results and what, what do they want? Um, that's really a goal in the beginning is to have detailed understanding of the customer. So if you're not going to actually sell something, then the other thing you could do is understand the customer better or develop a community, right, of your customers. So if you have a podcast or a, uh, a, a conference or anything that develops relationships with customers, that's also a good thing to do in the beginning. But don't spend time preparing, thinking, planning, or all of this kind of stuff. No, and I, I think that is an excellent point because I think a lot of people do waste a lot of time on that. They, they want to know as much as possible, try to figure out everything. And they say, when I do all that, then I'll take those actions. But you know what? While you're doing all that, you're not making any money. You're not making any sales. So Get out there, try to make a sale, try to get people to buy from you. If you have a book, get the book out. Don't spend 27 years writing that book. Don't don't try to write the perfect book. Get the book out. You can always come out with a second edition next year. You have a Mm -hmm. course, get the course out. You're not going to sell the course unless you get it out. 
and you can always update the course. You can make, you, you wanna add some extra modules, do it. So, you know, try to sell it and then you can make the adjustments. I, and, I, and you're right, too many people, way too much prep work and not enough action. You gotta focus on the income producing activities, the sales, the things that are gonna make you money. Cause if not, you're not gonna make any money. You gotta eventually give up. So I, I like that sell first and figure things out later. Cause you can always make adjustments. You know, you get that feedback, you realize this is what I did right. This is what I did wrong. This is how I can make improvements. And then you can update the things. So, and you know what? When you're getting the stuff out, when you're selling the products, or you're getting the course out, or the book out, you're making people's lives better. You're inspiring them because they're learning from you. But if you don't get that the stuff out, you don't get the products out, you can't make a change in people's lives. So, I thought that was a great point, and I like that. Know your customer and their desires. So many people don't focus on it. What is it that they want? What do they need? How can you serve them? and also develop that community of customers and relationships. That's also very powerful. So uh, great stuff here. I love all the wisdom you shared with us today, Rob. Thank you so much for being on our show. I really appreciate it. And Rob, before I let you go, if people want to reach out for you, what is the best way for them to contact you? Uh, they can just go to timedoctor.com and, and click on contact or running remote. We so we have a conference running remote. Um, and we have a book at the end of the year, in August uh, 2022, which is on uh, running remote, how to run a remote business. So it's going to be out on Amazon. You can pre-order it. But uh, yeah, you can you can contact through any of those um, uh, websites. Just click on the contact. Say I want to contact Rob. That's probably the easiest way to think about it. Awesome. Right. So timedoctor.com and running remote. And remember, folks, the running robot will be coming out later on this year. Look for it on Amazon. Rob Rawson, thanks again for being on our show. Really appreciate it. Thanks for all the wisdom you shared today and have yourself a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.